Sorry, we're closed. All right. All right. Another episode. Turn the ring light on, Pat. Here we go. We got Team Lulu right now. Too bad we're not Team Lulu quarter zips. Team Tulu. Team Tulu. Team Lulu. Black, blue top and hat. How are we not sponsored by that? I don't know. I don't. Do they know we exist? <laughs> no. How sick would it be? Are we sponsored by Lulu? These are Lulu yeah, sweats Lulu. as well. Lulu shorts. I don't, I don't have Lulu socks on, though. I'm not wearing Lulu sandals. <laughs> <laughs> or undies. I have New Balance undies I don't like Lulu undies. I've never worn them. You gave them. me a pair for Christmas. Yes. And I did not enjoy them. Although I still wear them. But the I was told it's like wearing lotion. It's not. <laughs> it's not like wearing lotion. No, it has nothing to do with lotion. Um, anywho, we'll go right into it, Sean. I got a quote for you. Do. Okay. Got a quote for you, and it was an interesting quote. We're not a super serious podcast, however. Sometimes we sometimes sometimes we, we already talk about the Fed rate, uh, which seems pretty ridiculous. We've dove into some topics. We have dove into some topics. This being uh, something that I wanted to talk about, and it's a quote from Bill Burr, which okay. is always controversial. The, the, Bill Burr is responsible for the for the the most the, the most unfollows I've received from a single tweet. I remember yes. that. Um, so he, people did not enjoy that tweet. Uh, however, I think the guy's hilarious. He Same. definitely pushes the envelope, but that's what the comedians are supposed to do. I love it. I love it. Here's the quote, and you've definitely seen it. It seems to be going around a lot right now. Maybe he recently said it. I'm not 100% sure, but here's the quote, and I quote, Realize that sleeping on a futon when you're 30 is not the worst thing. You know what's worse? Sleeping in a king bed next to a wife you're not really in love with, but for some reason you're ma you married and you got a couple of kids and you got a job you hate. You'll be laying there fantasizing about sleeping on a futon. There's no risk when you go after a dream. There's tremendous amount of risk when to playing it safe. Damn, Bill Burr. Bill Burr dropping bombs. And you know what? I you know it's always you get these quotes and you're like, okay, another another yeah, motivational makes you really quote. Think. But the 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 quote the part of the quote which I want to I'm going to reiterate here that I thought was so interesting is you'll be laying there fantasizing about, about sleeping on a futon. And it, it's it, like people, you talk about people who reminisce about the old days, yep. you know, when we had guys over here, that sleep on the couch or we, now yep. we do have a futon. Yep. Um, and Phil still waiting. And yeah. <laughs> and you, and you have those, those thoughts in your head where now you're married, you have kids or whatever, and, you know, you're down the line, you're at 40 years old. Yep. And you're like, oh man, I miss those days, I, you know. And there's one, you're always gonna miss them. It's now you add the f fact of you played it safe. Do you really enjoy your life? Yep. Do you not really enjoy your life? And then you think about chasing your dream, and that people think about the financial risk and all that. But you know, if you're just if you're talking the way Bill Burr talks here, I mean, it's there is a tremendous tremendous amount of risk of hating your life by playing it safe. I mean. <laughs> I mean that is it's the it's the age old it's the age old dilemma. I mean that's basically how I make a living now is showing people the the difference like which path do you decide? I mean humans are humans. They're not going to 99% of humans will always pick the path of least resistance, the one that's least scary, the one that gives you the dopamine release in the first in the next 10 minutes as opposed to the one that gives you the eternal flow of dopamine and pleasure over the next, you know, 30 years of your life. It, it, we're always looking right in front of us. And that's just, 
the way that it works. I mean, it's it's a sad reality, but it's the reality nonetheless. And one of the things I always tell people is that nobody else is going to try. Nobody, 99% of the world is not going to try to achieve their dreams if you try a little bit that's what i always i literally always say that's how i got to the mba as a strength coach for those of you who don't know i graduated with a degree in journalism from college nothing even close to exercise science in four years i was an mba strength coach that simply shouldn't happen like that's if i was an exercise science degree and it took me longer i would be embarrassed because here comes this guy out of nowhere i knew nothing i knew literally nothing and in four years, I went to, I made it to the NBA. And it wasn't because, I mean, you remember, I would go to the courses and stuff like that. I, and I, I went to more than others, but I wasn't like, I was going, we went out plenty. Plenty. <laughs> plenty of times, uh, you know, during that run. And it's, it's only, it is literally only because I did more than everyone else. It wasn't that I was, you know, just like going I wasn't a bad out of hell about it, but nobody else tries. So the window's always open. Uh, the, th- the thing that I, I, I talk about with that type of stuff is it's almost, and I, you know me, I'm the network guy. I give two fucks really, and I don't give two fucks. You need to know things. But like going to those courses, yeah, you learn things, but you're also now surrounded by people that are just trying a little bit more than everyone else is. And those right. are the people that are, are going to be successful. Now you know those people, and those yep. people respect you because you're yep. there. And every seminar I went to, you see the same exactly. people. Exactly. So those, and, and you get into that network. It's all about the, you know, the room you're sitting in or the table you're sitting at. It's, you know, I've had so many more opportunities, and I've said it on the podcast before. I've had so many opportunities in my life just because I've networked my ass off, and then all of a sudden now I'm sitting at the table with – you know, multi multi millionaire who's doing real estate, who wants to throw me four restaurants that they want nothing to do with because they trust me to run them for them, rather than you know, you know me if I'm just hanging out with my my bar friends, you know, sitting right. at the service bar at Green Rock right. and chatting up some young ladies or you know talking to some guy you know that's right. you know drunk every Saturday night, which is right. I'm drunk a lot of Saturday nights, so I have nothing against that, but you know, putting yourself and we we've spoken about this is putting yourself in the right room is is so so important and the next thing you know you know you went to quinnipiac you met you had the strength coach you had a good friend of the strength coach he happened to be was he friends with tim yep he's friends with tim you know you put that this but this guy you're not, not just knowing him is the difference yep. maker. the difference exactly. maker is he knows you he likes you and he knows you work a little bit harder than everyone else so yep. he can he can put your name on it we have yep. a thing going on right now at bayonne uh golf club i got a, i got a got a call the other day uh from um one of the guys, the head of golf operations, I believe, is his title over at Bayonne, which is the club I just joined. <clears throat> and he called me, knowing I'm in the restaurant game, knowing I'm trying to build a bunch of restaurants and, 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 and you know, own a ton. He called me, in my network of people, do I have people that I could staff at Bayonne and for their, for their restaurants? And I, of course, said I would look into it, see if I had some people. Bayonne's a very prestigious course. It's a nice course. But the fact of the matter is right now is just knowing me doesn't get you the opportunity to go work at Bayonne. I have to – I'm putting my name on you by putting yes. you there. Yes. And so now, yes, you can know me, but now I, I have to trust you. Yes. And your strength coach, your, your, your buddy, Rod Kuchish. Rajesh. Rajesh. <laughs> um, he trusted you knowing that he exactly. could put you there and the risk of you embarrassing him was much lower than someone else he might know in the industry. Correct. 
Same thing here at Bayonne is I have to go put someone or several people over there and I have to make sure the risk of embarrassing me is as minimal as, as possible. Yes. So it's not just all network. It's putting yourself into that room that you said. Uh, you're taking those mm-hmm. courses out in, in Indianapolis or where the hell you were. <laughs> I've done a couple of them. In, in done Indy. some courses out there and, and doing those types of courses because now we're like, okay, at least I know this guy's trying. This guy's trying to do something. Which nobody else does. Nobody else does. Most people take the bare minimum. Yep. Just do whatever. I remember uh, – he probably doesn't listen to this, so I'll absolutely bury him. Um, I had I – had, I'll be vague. We had a strength coach who I worked with in, uh, in minor leagues on our staff. And it was the year before it – was, it was the spring training before – it was my last spring training. So, like, I got offered the Lakers job middle of the season. Uh, and it was very clear. Like, he had been, like, one of the smart guys when I first got there. And when I say I was dumb, like, I was dumb. I knew nothing, like, literally nothing. They asked me one time where the biceps femoris is, and I was like, yeah, obviously the biceps are right here. Uh, it turns out biceps femoris is in your leg, okay? That's uh, a trick question. That's bullshit. I know, that I, know, I, know I know, I know, I know. That is a bushly question. It is a bushly question, question. But, but I didn't know it, okay? And... I just took as many courses as I could and did as much as I could, and I, I, it was clear that I had surpassed him. Like, I was a go-to educational source in, within the organization in, in a couple of years. And you could tell that it bothered him. Uh, and I remember at the end of the, at the, end of the year, uh, or at the end of spring training, we'd do these reviews, and he started asking me, like, you know, how am I getting all of these MBA conversations? Like, everyone knew that I was, like, in the mix with jobs. I hadn't gotten anything. Lakers hadn't popped up yet. But I was in the mix. And I was like, look, and I straight up told him, you know how I roll. Oh, like yes. I, straight, yes. I straight up told yes. him, I said, look, uh, I go to all these courses. Every time I go to a course, I try to have a lunch with somebody. I can't tell you how many uncomfortable lunches I've been on. <laughs> it's been very awkward. Uh, and only a few of them have ever panned out to be anything. Uh, but you just have to keep going. It's the only way to make it happen. I remember I went to a gym in New York City to meet the owner of the gym on a whim because I had heard he was friends with the owner of the Memphis Grizzlies. Just... Because I was like, I have to find a way to do this. And what he would do is he would take the minimum courses. He would take the courses that we offered as an organization. uh, And then he would go home, watch Netflix, and wait for his phone to ring. He didn't appreciate the way I phrased that. But that's what was happening. And... And like that's it's just nobody tries at all. Nobody, and it's okay. Like, look, you, I'm not here to tell you how to live your life. But if you're somebody with ambition who's aspiring to become something great, and realize the window's wide open, wide open. You just have to try a little bit. Yeah, you know. Th- and that's I'm not here to tell people how to live their life, but I'm certainly here to tell people how to live their life if they're going to complain about where they are in life. Oh yeah, that's where I, that's where you lose. You me. can't complain if you're super okay. And this is a you know Gary V's says a lot of things <laughs> like so, so many, many things, things gary do you think he's do you think he's still on google plus i'm sure he's on everything sean uh but he says a ton of things um like deploying empathy at scale <laughs> uh, DMing, influencers. DMing influencers at scale everything's at scale <laughs> you e- you must do deploying gratitude, gratitude at, scale, at, scale, at scale of course um but he says a lot of things but the one thing that i i really i really enjoyed is if you're cool, I have friends that I you know I have I have a friend right now who's a UPS driver. UPS driver actually comes with tremendous benefits, all that good stuff. It's actually not a bad oh, solid not job. a bad gig, but it's certainly a gig that people that mo- a lot of people would look down upon. He don't care. He loves his job. He loves his wife. He loves his kid. He might not love his wife, but <laughs> <laughs> no. But he he he's en- he enjoying his life. That's that's what a, that's he a cares victory. About. That's all that's he, a victory. he doesn't want. He doesn't want to go and work and go to all these lunches and all these dinners. Like 
I, I'm about to buy two more bars here in Hoboken. But over the course of the last six months, I have been on lunches and dinners of, of probably like like 14 different places. Only two have panned out. So like that, but exactly, but that is the thing. It's like you're gonna can, can go and go and go, and five percent, ten percent of the of the opportunities are gonna pan out for you. Um, it's just and same thing you talk about with girls. I get turned down all the time. <laughs> it is unbelievable. <laughs> it's terrible. I I think I'm a handsome man, <laughs> yes. but girls turn you down. They don't, you know, they're whatever it is that turns them off. It turns them off. They're not into it. They don't have. No I mean, you're only succeeding ninety eight, ninety nine percent of the time. I don't understand. I don't know why it's not a hundred percent. That's the thing is that you just and I don't want to just say and I really and with girls I really wanna I really wanna hammer this part home is guys it, it, I I don't want you to think it's a volume game I don't but I also don't want you to not think it's a volume, think think it's a volume game. game don't just go and just talk 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 talk, talk and hope for the best like that's not how to do it either that's what Tinder is for <laughs> that's not how, like you see those barstool posts where the guy just has like a, has like a machine that just keeps swiping a, a fidget yeah. spinner yes. I seen that so one. like no I don't want you to do that either but. When you you want to go on, um, you want to do these things. You want to go to lunch, but realize that not don't get discouraged when the first eight of them are completely irrelevant to your life and never pan out for anything. That's it, gonna happen. But you got to go on more. You got to have educated targets. Like you had your friend that was a, who was friends with the owners of the Memphis Grizzlies. That's a good educated target to go after. The the guy that happens to be sitting at Starbucks, don't just go up to him <laughs> and talk to him. What's going on, Sean Lighthair, strength and conditioning coach? <laughs> don't do those things. So. Um, it, it's but again, it, it's it's so important to be doing these types of things, and it's not as hard as you make. I'd also things. like to emphasize that that it that I mean, it's I will say that it's very simple. It's a very simple game to win, but it's like it's it's the the it's never easy. Like I've I I don't think I've ever been comfortable like walking up and speaking to a girl. I've never been comfortable going to randomly meet a person that doesn't know me. Uh, like it's always like you always have the butterflies. You always feel like oh god, what's gonna happen here? But I, you know, I think I think it's always just weighing the pros and cons. Like like for me, I'm like well for me, well yeah, I'm gonna say you know if I don't do this, I know what's going to happen. If I want a chance at this, I have to I have to cross that threshold, uh, and it never ever ever gets easier. I will say it gets I the one thing I will say it does get a little bit easier when you have a little bit of a taste of success because you now have something in the back of your head being like, well, this is the exact situation I was in that one so time true. and it so worked. So true. So true. Like so true. You, know, you build up some calm, you build up the muscle a little bit. I would agree with so that. So that that I mean it's still you're still gonna have the butterflies in the same stuff, but at the end of the day you're gonna be like, Okay. Like think about it, if you go to a bar and you wanna talk to a really hot girl, you think it's out of your league, you don't think you have a chance, every guy wants her, all that stuff. But you take it, you rip a Jameson shot, you go up to, you give her, a ch give it a shot, you talk to her, and next thing you know, all of a sudden, you it, she goes home with you. She's a smoke. She's a ten out of ten. You absolutely <laughs> love her. You can't believe what just all happened. the fellas at the five and dine are talking <laughs> about you. <laughs> you can't believe what happened. The next time you're in that situation, say things don't pan out. Next time you're in a situation, you see another ten that you're so into. You're so uh, you will now be like. Okay, so I'd actually like to lend a, a little advice to the folks out there who are actually aspirational uh, and are sitting over there saying, you know, I'm, I, I want to figure this out. I just don't know how to make it happen. Now, Tony Robbins calls that the tyranny of how, where it's like, look, uh, I have these dreams. I have these visions. I want to do something. I don't want to just sit on my ass and be an ordinary person. Uh, 
but I just don't know how to do it. I'm more than willing to do the work. I just don't know how to do it. Uh, so what I'd like to do is give you a little insight into the, uh, into the inner workings of the brain and how this works. Uh, so the outermost surface of the brain is called the neocortex. Uh, it is the thickest, it is the thickest neocortex of all the neocortices in the world. And that's what makes human beings so intelligent. Of course. Right? The neocortices. Uh, the neocortex. Patrick's very familiar with this. Yeah, it's very familiar. Uh, but the, so this is, this is how we make our decisions. This is through this layer. Uh, and the way that the neocortex works is it works off of memory and sequence. So let's say, let's say somebody walks into this room right now with a machine gun that in, that input's going to go up into my neocortex, and it's going to decide that it's danger, and then something is going like it's going to have a reaction on off of that. Um, uh, and you know, the same thing would happen if somebody walked in here with a fresh, you know, fresh apple pie. That's going to have a. It's going to go up into my brain that input, and then it's going to maybe my mouth will start watering. I'll get hungry or something like that. It has a different reaction. So the reason I say that is because if you don't know how to do it, and you've probably heard people say, "Just do, just start, just do anything." Uh, and the reason that it actually works is because it, your 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 brain, your neocortex works off of sequence. So when you do one thing, it literally it, the 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 actions are in your brain uh, acts sequentially. So that one thought, that one action, leads your brain to go to the next thing, to the next thing, to the next thing, next thing, and the next thing, and then you have momentum, and then you're going, and then things are actually happening. But when you are you know stuck in that tyranny of how you're not letting the brain do what the brain does to get you to that finish line. So when you just literally do anything, like literally anything at all in this you know that you think might be in the direction of your goal, the brain takes the next step and keeps going, keeps going, and then you just continue to roll down that path and things happen. Um, so if you're saying if you're sitting there saying like I'm happy to do the work, I just don't know how to do it. You just got to break through that and let the brain leverage the the way that the brain works for your for your own success. Interesting you say that because I I thought it was so interesting. I, we once had when I was playing for the Seattle Mariners, and by playing for the Seattle Mariners, I mean in minor league spring training with the Seattle Mariners. <laughs> when I was in minor league spring training for the Seattle Mariners, not even remotely even thought of to play for the major league baseball team, but I was in the minor leagues, and we had uh, a former SEAL Team Six um, commander come speak to us. Now he was very obviously a drunk at this point. <laughs> really? Uh, I don't think he was drunk, but he was a drunk. Oh, okay. Yes. <laughs> okay. He came, had a cigar in his mouth, came to talk to us, owned a bar. Um, like, yeah. But C former C SEAL Team 6 commander. And he spoke about how he, how he led his troops in SEAL Team 6, the best SEAL team there is out there. Um, and uh, they go on the most, most ridiculous of missions. Um, and he's leading them, leading these people. So it did, I think it grabbed everyone's attention as to how the I hell mean, is yeah, this who, guy doing this? How is this guy going? I don't, he wasn't leading the, the, tr the, the troops that, uh, killed, uh, Osama, but, um, that is SEAL Team 6. So yes. he was leading them before that, that mission. Um, and he went and he was talking to us about it, and he was, and he said the the, the biggest <coughs> takeaway I had, and it's similar to what you just talked about, the biggest takeaway I, ha I had was he said that I wasn't the best shooter, I wasn't the smartest guy out there, I wasn't any of that on the team, I wasn't the best at probably anything besides one thing, I was the fastest to make a decision, and he goes, I would make six decisions before any of my team members would make one, and because of that. I would get to the better, the best, the best decision before they would. Um, That's these, awesome. He goes, if you just make one, you better be right. 
<laughs> he goes, if you're going to make six in the time it takes someone else to make one, you have six more chances, five more chances to have the right decision so before true. anyone else has the right one. So true. And he so goes, true. and that's how I would do things. I would just go out there, and there was no hesitation. I landed. I had a decision. We got we got out there. I had a decision for them. I you had a can't decision. Every out there. Si- there was zero. There was zero hesitation. The first thing that came to my mind is what we did. Um, and he goes, "That's how it did it." And that's is similar. I, I don't remember where in baseball they started t- teaching us, or if it was Boris Corp, but someone had uh, had told me the, uh, the, to treat the brain not as like uh, it, it's a very powerful decision maker, but not as I forget what it was, but it was it, they, what they wanted you to treat it as was like a heat seeking missile. And how it just you, you it, it's just constantly making decisions and correcting course. And I like that. It's, it's I like, like that a lot. Yeah, it was never a straight. Woo. It was never a straight line. It was, and that's the thing. It's like we, from from failure to success is never going to be a straight line. You're going to make decisions. You're going to mess it up, and you do that. But that's the thing is when the heat seeking missile is going for its target. The target's oftentimes moving, and it's make it's it's going this way. Nope, got to correct course. <laughs> going this way. Nope, got to correct course. Nope, right. got to. And it's always correcting <clears throat> courses until finally it's successful and it blows up wherever the hell it's blowing up. Um, and I've I've always want, wanted to do those, and went off of that is you just make the damn decision and move on. We'll talk about it later. Uh, and I do that with my managers now at the different places that we own. Is when you're in the middle of the night, I'm not going to micromanage you. I'm not going to look at the cameras and say, Hey, listen, bud. Why are so many people in line and not in the bar? I'm not gonna do that. I'm not there. You're gonna make a bunch of decisions, make them, and if I think you've made something wrong, we'll talk about it the next day. Um, but it's people just sit there and they and they get uh, what was it? It's um, paralysis, paralysis by, by analysis. analysis. Yes. yes. Just don't freaking do that. You're welcome, mom, for not cursing because you always <laughs> yell at me for cursing, and I was about to drop the f bomb. Uh, but that, that Nolan Foyd's the other ones that we've dropped today. <laughs> yes, have I dropped that bomb today? Yeah, I think like within the first thirty seconds. <laughs> okay, sorry, mom. Um, but that is it's it's what you have to do. You have to just continue to make decisions, and you're going to make wrong ones, Man. and eventually get to the right one. <laughs> you know, I'm thinking about the people who tuned into th- this podcast today. Listen, you know, to hear our take on the collective bargaining agreement. <laughs> <laughs> the negotiations, and they're now ready to run through a freaking brick wall. <laughs> I don't care anything. The collective bargaining agreement is such a. St- yeah, whatever. Who cares? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it is. It is. It is it, I hate people. It's, you know what? I'm going. I'll. I think I actually. I think I ranted about this last time, so I won't go into a huge rant. Cause I'm almost sure I did rant about this. It's the fans that say. I actually, we had a friend, a mutual friend. Put it up on one of the social media apps. Just in case they listen, I'm not going to say anything. I'm not going to say the name. Put it on social media app. Oh, this is how the MLS and the WNBA get. I was like, shut the fuck up. Sorry, man. <laughs> the WNBA is not getting bigger. The MLS might be getting bigger. I don't know how the MLS is working if they actually are growing. I don't I know. I think they are, okay? actually. I don't know that, so I can't say it. But those two pe- – those- once baseball's back, all you assholes are going to be back watching the damn baseball games. Oh, yeah. So – it's just so naughty. Oh, where, where is me? I'm these people are millionaires versus billionaires. Cry me a freaking river. <laughs> no, continue to the women's basketball community. <laughs> uh, they got fine. This, this I found this really it's interesting. Asshole. Now this is now this is an organization and and their and their players mm-hmm. and just, you know women's sports in general. They're always arguing uh, about the fair wage fair wage mm-hmm. you know just general treatment they could find five hundred thousand dollars for treating them too well oh, let's they dive took into that. What, they how? took like I, I i read the article i don't remember everything i'm gonna google it while you're talking okay they took some chartered jets they like the 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 uh the owners chartered them a couple jets 
I think there was something with like a like a like a Napa Valley wine trip or something, and they got fined five hundred thousand dollars because it was it exceeded what they were allowed to give them within the collective bargaining agreement, which was negotiated between the players and the owners. Yeah, so the the immediately comes up. The New York Liberty were fined five hundred thousand dollars for chartering flights to away games during the second half of the WNBA season, and for other violations of league rules, including an unsanctioned trip to Napa, California. Are you telling me that that Rebecca Lobo is flying commercial to their games? Oh, that sucks. I didn't think they were doing that. Yeah, there was a big. There was a so last year in the WNBA finals, I might have this wrong, but so they're, it's essentially they're talking about fair play though. That people are going to want to play for the New York Liberty. You can't do more because people are going to want to play for the New York Liberty other than others because you're a bigger market team and you're willing to spend more. Okay, I didn't see that. That actually makes a lot of sense. Makes, makes a lot of sense. Makes However, sense. It's, this goes into the WNBA again and how we got to we you got to be better. WNBA collective bargaining agreement. WNBA a players association strap up like the major, major league baseball players are strapping up right now. Miss games and fight for more pay. You you put something you allow the owners to put something in there where the teams get fined for treating you too well. Yeah. So what did you give up? What did you get to give up for that? Yeah, that's wrong. You can't. We, we you gotta, got you got to fight. I mean, it's the same thing that's happening in Major League Baseball right now. As a lot of people said, there's, you only need like eight teams to veto something, um, and uh, they're like if uh, a lot of people talk, talk about like if the Yankees and Red Sox, uh, you know, were were the only ones at the table right now. The, those are the two owners, and the only ones that had say would the deal already be done. Because they don't really care about a lot of the, about a lot of the fines, they're gonna they're going to try to win ball games. But are the Pirates <laughs> and the Marlins vetoing these 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 rules because they they don't want this nonsense? They don't have to do these types of things. They don't want to. Well, it's they huge don't need disparity. A, they don't need a salary for. <laughs> so, um, and so that uh, they're, they're, <laughs> the Pirates are all set with a salary floor. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so and I think. It's interesting to see that, but when you have a, an association, an union, an association, yeah, fight for it. I want you to fight for it. I mm-hmm. want you to blast the owners and blast the WNBA for not paying you more. Yeah. I'm okay with all that stuff, but you got to go do it. And when the, when push comes to shove, and you're at the, the negotiation table, mm. you got to push for it. That'd be interesting. Miss games. The, uh... If you give in and you say okay, you said okay. It'd be interesting to see a WNBA lockout. That would be there'd be a lot of layers there. Yeah, and it's also much more threatening to the game than it is for an MLB lockout. Yes, yes, People are yes, coming to watch baseball. Yes. WNBA, you start losing fans. You, you need, as a growth sport. How many owners would be like, okay. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> but like, if you're a growth sport like the, like the MLS or the WNBA in the United States, you can't lock out like the NFL can or the yeah. MLB can or the NBA can. Yeah. You got to go play. Yeah. So I understand you're kind of handcuffed, but that's the position you're in. This is business. That's interesting. So and that's again, and we again not to talk too much about the MLB labor negotiations, but I don't care that they're locking people out. I don't care. Like, yeah, the players should be fighting. The players are doing exactly what they should be doing right now. Mm-hmm. And it's listening to Scott Boris, <laughs> you the unofficial MLBPA. Go, yes, go chief. go fight for what you want. If you yeah. get locked out of games, you get locked out of games. Like you're gonna, hurt, the owners are gonna feel it too. Bro, my so, guy Scott Boris is a legend, an absolute legend. But you go go fight for it. I don't because because I don't want you to agree to something and then complain about it later. You agree to it. Yeah. If you agree to it, regardless of how you feel about yeah, it, you're done. Sorry, sorry, sorry. You agreed to sorry, it. Sorry, pal. This is the deal, and agreed. the owners are are pushing their luck because they 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 have plenty of money to go do so. Yeah. And go fight for it. Make them hurt their pockets too. Yeah. Uh, so I'm not as if everyone's all like, oh, we're gonna miss games. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. Shut up. Yeah, like I don't. Guess you'll just have to tune into the Star Wars Close podcast. Guess so. Boom. Here we are. Phil Boom. Mickelson. Boom sauce. Get on the. Get on, get on the and you Putin. and Putin. 
Speaking of Putin, by the way, that was my other topic. Speaking, <laughs> speaking of Putin, that was actually my other topic today. Okay. And I mean, you, uh, talk about, talk about a, a tough clip, a, t- a tough one that we've talked about on the couch already. Mm-hmm. Putin not banned from Twitter. Oh, I mean. How do you, how do you, this is, so this is the problem. This is what I want to talk to people about. This is what I want people to understand that are, that are, I don't know if anyone's defended them banning Trump and not banning Putin. I don't know. How Somebody's you, definitely offended I'm by sure, that. I'm sure. No, I'm not. Not ban- that we're saying. Defending it. it. Oh, defending, defending it. Like, no, oh, somebody def- should have been def- yeah, banned. You, Putin can't. You really hard to defend Putin. <laughs> so that's the thing. And this is, this is what I wanted. This is my point. I want to get this out clearly. My point on all this is that you've, once you do your ban, you banned Trump. Mm-hmm. He was divisive, et cetera, et cetera, whatever you want to say about why you banned him. You have now set a precedent. Yes. And now when, when, when a, 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 a president of, a, of another country is, is ordering missile strikes on, on civilians, mm-hmm. you, the, that's past what – President Trump's makes some hurtful comments. Right. Sorry. How is that, how is that you know, grounds for dismissal? And killing uh, Ukraine just came out with their uh, their latest civilian count it was over two thousand <laughs> civilians have died. Right? How how you just got a person killed two thousand people by ordering these 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 missile strikes? How are you, how is he still allowed on Twitter? You just you can't you, you got you got to ban him. <clears throat> okay, so what I was going to say, or so they're they're actually tweeting as of thirty five minutes ago the president of Russia. Um, Telephone conversation with President of France Emmanuel Macron. Vladimir Putin discussed the special. I mean, I don't know if this is actually him. It just says it's President. Probably his PR team. He's. Right. Well, I know he's not. You know, sitting, that, on, his, thing sitting on the John. Trump was. <laughs> he had the access codes. He he was doing it. Um, well, you know, and especially with knowing that they are manipulate, like knowingly manipulating the media. I watched a thing this morning that showed like how they were reporting it over there, and they called it like a special operation in defense of Russia. Um, which, whatever, but they're... I totally agree with you. If, you, if you're going to ban Trump... Like, and I, I remember there was, there was like the head of the Taliban was on there or something like that. Yes, yes. yes. The ta- uh, I think the Taliban had their own, and they're verified. <laughs> <laughs> That's another thing. Did you see the Taliban came out against Putin? Wow! Yeah, and people were like, "Okay, if the Taliban <laughs> is saying you're doing too much, you're doing too much." Well, I think the Taliban is all. Well, first, I totally agree. But the, t- the Taliban is also, I believe, trying to be recognized as a legitimate operation in the world. Yes, um, yes. Despite the, I didn't realize the Taliban wasn't just like I thought they terrorists. were terrorists. Yeah, I thought they were terrorists. It's, they're not. They're. I. I don't, don't want to misspeak here and say they're not terrorists. And if they might be, I don't really know. I well, just know yeah, that they were to be like a legit government. They're a government. Yeah, yeah, they were a government organization that, that that I guess treated people poorly. I just think they have. I don't. I don't know that the Taliban's actually the terrorists. I just think that they were originally running Afghanistan with Osama, and Osama okay. was allowed under his their regime. Yeah, but. Um, I'm just probably definitely getting misinformation on this podcast. Like if I was Joe Rogan, we're getting right banned now, from Twitter. Yeah, if I was Joe Rogan right now, the people are already up in arms. Uh, luckily, only not too many people listen to this. Yeah, not until Putin's sitting on the futon over here. Oh, I know. Uh, yeah, so I'm gonna stop talking about that because I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. Uh, but uh, I just, if you set the precedent, yeah, I agree. He's got to go. You got to do go. it. You got. You just got to do it. He's you can't. Go. You can't sit there and be all, all. Oh, we're so good of a company because we banned President Trump. Mm-hmm. And then you're this guy's killing thousands of, of innocent Ukrainians. And you guys, well, well listen, what do you want me to do? <laughs> <laughs> what do you want me to do? 
He's not being offensive. <laughs> yeah, I, it's just ridiculous, and that's why I am. You know, <laughs> I'm not gonna stop using Twitter. I'm not one of those people. Yeah, like, I'm, I'm gonna tweet. You're not right gonna after go to that. New I might tweet during this podcast. I don't know, <laughs> but it just I just think you're you're when you set these types of precedents and it go it goes just down the line in businesses like ours, small businesses, where I won't do something because I'm setting a precedent. Now, you can't set the precedent. You better follow that damn precedent then, because you have to. You've done it now. Yeah. Um. So. Yeah, yeah, no, that's that's my my slippery slope Twitter Putin rant. <laughs> I think uh, I, I I like I said I'm I'm totally on your on your page there. I don't think that I think that that's I think that's I think it's bad. Let me ask, let me let me ask you let me ask you this. <laughs> let me ask you as I was started that statement, I was like, this is unnecessary. I Headline: to- Sean thinks it's bad. <laughs> Local businessman. <laughs> Do you think the Ukrainian president? Is like low key hyped that he's getting so many followers on Instagram. I in the last I followed him like a couple days ago. He's getting two million in the last couple days. Is he like he posted a story this morning? Here's here it is. Here here here's what it is. He's low key hyped. <laughs> if there isn't really a chance of him dying, oh, he's definitely potentially going to die. So that's the thing. Is like how you know, we've seen the Instagram posts of him. Like in he's he's got a vest on. Yeah, but like. How like how legit? He, is I don't this? think is he's he on the front line. No, I and think like, he's in I, Kiev. And I'm sure there's plenty of people that are protecting him. Definitely. So like, I, I, I'm not saying the guy. The guy's an absolute G. The guy's saying Straight he's fighting G. with his country. And he, regardless if he's on the last line or if he's on the front line, yeah, I respect the hell out of the man. Um, I I just when the risk of death is there, I just don't know how much you care about Instagram followers. You don't think he's like waking up, like rolling over, like checking his, checking his Instagram. He's like, oh shit. He I... might be rolling over to get grab his gun because he hears <laughs> missiles. Like... What could, do you think he's still sleeping in like a nice bed, or is he like bunkered down somewhere? Probably bunkered down somewhere, because you, you're is getting you're getting bunkered down or hunkered down. I think in this, I think in, it's hunkered. But for this instance, it feels like it should be bunkered because you're in a bunker. Mm-hmm. Mm. <laughs> do, you, do you see? Do you see? Do you see the the uh, the Russian are using this this like vacuum? bomb no what does it do it like i don't okay i don't totally understand it but apparently it, it it's they call it like the poor man's nuke where it like sucks the air out of an environment and then they like i might be mistaken on this but somehow they like light that environment up where out with the like the vacuum of no air uh and it provide it like vaporizes anything within like a lot of doesn't space. seem like the poor man's nuke. it seems like a great nuke but it's just not like a, it like I, instead of like i think it Okay, I really don't know, but it's like it's like a tank. <laughs> Misinformation. I know, Sorry, I know. But again. It's a, I read one article, but it was a tank, and it's like so it's not like dropping out of the sky, and I don't okay. think it like vaporizes like three miles of shit. <laughs> I think it's just like like twenty five hundred meters or something like that. Um, but they're like they're they're saying like, you really shouldn't be using <laughs> you really shouldn't be using Jesus. this thing. Um, here's a here's the question that that I wanted to bring up was let's hear it. If this was happening on our home front. And it was all call to arms. Are you fighting? Mm. I think that I think like one of the, like one of the things I was thinking of in terms of Ukraine is if I'm a Ukrainian citizen, I'm not confident in our abilities to win. Yeah, um, pretty confident. Here, well, yes, until they start being like, we need everyone. <laughs> if the United States Army was like, we need everyone, I'm rattled now about our army. Well, I also don't know that it's necessarily going to be possible for us to not be in it. 
because I was doing the draft again. <laughs> and well, we I'm are, above. I'm above. No, I think you're not. above too. No, not. It's like 45. That's not true. I can't be draft. Look it up right now. Okay, I've already selective service. I've or- I'm not out of the picture yet. You're not out of the picture, my friend. Look at you. I know. <laughs> I understand. <laughs> no, you're not. Out Look of at the- some of my friends. <laughs> they have lost. They have lost their their will uh, to be healthy. I thought it was like 18 to 25. Mm-mm. Okay. Oh, so it says here the selective service is 18 to 26. Okay, thank you. Have to, have to, have, with the, the ability to have to serve until the age of 35. Okay. So they might extend it. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't know. I saw something. People were re- I bet you a lot of people were... Uh, um, so here's the other here's the other thing. On September 16, 1940, the United States instituted a selective training and select and service act of 1940, which required all men between the ages of 21 and 45 to register for the draft. Which is crazy, by the way. Well, Imagine getting drafted into the army. Ukra- Ukrainians did anyone up to 60. I know, I know. That's when you really need people. Oh man! When I saw a TikTok of of some guy from Britain and his buddies, like just we like they drove to Ukraine mm-hmm. and they were like, "Hey, I want to join the military." They're like, okay, this is what you got to do, and they put them through it, and now they're yeah. going to be fighting. I mean, that's the thing is, I just don't, I just don't think that uh, here I would be more confident in our abilities to win, uh, and I think, I think I would be much more interested and in, much more uh, willing to do it here, because uh, where, what, like, what? Uh, I guess maybe go to Canada or Spain or something. Yeah, I don't know. I think the odds of you really dying are probably slim here. Yeah, well, you, yeah, Ukraine, you might have Ukraine. You, Ukraine. I mean, I mean you still you're talking about millions of people in Ukraine, and two thousand people have died. So, the, statistically speaking, it's still uh, rare for you to die. Um, so, I <laughs> first of all, I'd like to know where you want to send me. Before I want <laughs> yes. to do this. Spence, where are we going to one of the am I nice areas? This bridge, or am I going to be that guy? <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, 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 like we're talking like United States is in danger of falling. They are attacking on all fronts. Yeah, we're probably fighting. We're fighting. Right. I mean, who? who I don't want China taking. Do you know who I don't want fighting with us? Is Opie. <laughs> oh my God, no. He would be. I mean, he would run is, to the top of the building and start jumping. Well, here's the thing with Brian: is in his way of playing, and we can talk about this and talk about Fortnite again. He, this is our Fortnite. He's partner. killing himself. If he plays the way he plays, yeah, he doesn't get it, another life. Let me. Brian. Let me. Let me. Just, you don't get the drop from the if, sky after you kill yourself. Okay. <laughs> I just wanted to take damage off of him. If he's playing the way he does in Fortnite, that means that he is going to take a bazooka, <laughs> put it on his shoulder, okay, run to the top of a mountain, <laughs> and jump up and down, spraying his gun everywhere so that the Russians see him. <laughs> yeah, so you know where they are. And then when, he, when they find him and they shoot an ill-advised sniper shot at him and miss... He's running directly at them. Here's the thing that also Brian probably doesn't understand. There's nothing on your screen letting you know where the gunshot came from. (laughs) And you can't hide in a bush in this war. Oh my goodness! Yeah, no, I I wouldn't want Opie on our side. He's, he's hi- Brian's hiding in a closet. If he's if Opie's he's one of those guys you send to the Russians so they have him on his their side. <laughs> yeah, take this guy. He's yeah, a yeah, 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 yeah. No, he's really good. He's really good. But he might be really valuable though if he can go in there and really really start annoying some people. <laughs> Which is automatic. Like, who the hell is this guy? <laughs> I mean, I told Brian a quote yesterday. I think you were, we were, it was you we were we were all playing, and I told him yesterday that he is sometimes my favorite person to be around, mm-hmm. and other times being. 
by far, hands down, <laughs> the last person I want to yeah, see. Yeah, that's very true. I don't know how he has that part of him in, in him, but... Uh, it's just b Rabby and b Rabby b Rabby and b Rabby. <laughs> but I think I would fight. I think I would fight. I think... I agree. I would, too. I, I don't want to be a draft dodger. What What would you... What would you... What would, like, position in the Army would you like to take? Would Which branch... General. You want to be general? Send Scott other said. people out. <laughs> you make quick decisions. Well, the one thing is we're prob- we are probably... Actually, it's hard to say... But the thing is, you we we are elevated because we're college educated. I didn't realize that people that go to West Point are like training to be leaders. Oh yeah, yeah, they're oh, yeah. not. They're not like people that join people that join the the army. Yeah, at you 18. get you you like immediately are like a first officer or something yes, like that. Yes. So uh, I do believe that we might be in a in, in a leadership in, capacity yeah, in, a, in a leadership position. I mean, let's be serious, okay? <laughs> when we get drafted into the army, we're immediately colonels. <laughs> Sergeants. Yes, I got a ward of the Purple Heart before even joining. <laughs> Patrick is running the military bar. <laughs> I'm giving motivational Very speeches. Very valuable. Very valuable. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I just, I, you look at people that 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 were draft dodgers. I was like, I totally get it, but like, <laughs> like people do not look at you in a good light. But you're alive. What's draft dodger. Well, I don't know what that is. Uh, when, so when the draft happens, you can apply for not being drafted based off of certain ailments. Oh, like yeah, like, like my tootsies. Yeah, like I say, <laughs> I, I, my, I, my left knee doesn't work, and now they don't want some guy with a gimp going out there, so so they they take you back. You, you get to be in the navy, sir. I'm pretty sure they said this about Trump. Uh, that he's a draft dodger. Uh, but there's there are certain things that you can that the makes people, sense. Yeah, they let you go because oh, we don't want you. You're you're more of a problem than you are benefit right. to us. Right. Um, I would don't think I would ever want to be classified as that. Our group chat would be insane if we were in actual war. Oh my goodness, we'd all be together. Oh, I want to. I'll be with you. Yes. I do not. I Mer- I do. I want to be a merc. He's keeping his distance, but he can't build. <laughs> <laughs> There was a there was a quote of there was a, have you ever seen the the video of Ninja, he he's it gets in a battle I believe it's uh, in um, one of the lakes, okay and they for some reason didn't let him build and he he's freaking out about how he why can't I build why can't I build and the pr- the person put the uh, like a uh, like a POV of uh, uh, like eighteen to twenty three year olds that get drafted into the World War Three, <laughs> I don't understand why I can't build. Yeah, man, that would be that would be that would be wild. I I would, I don't think I, I don't think I, I would like to be a sniper, mm-hmm. but I don't I. Th- there's like serious math that goes into yes. sniping. Yes. Uh, which and dang. apparently sniper school is like the hardest thing. Yeah, dang the wind, the consideration, all this type of stuff. It's crazy yeah, stuff. Well, I yeah. mean, I'd be really good at it. You'd be just. Tr- I'm tremendous. You'd be tremendous. Yeah, I'm really good. Like your Frosty the Snowman character in Fortnite, Frosty. excellent sniper. Yes, excellent sniper. But we only have 17, <clears throat> 17 days left of Frosty the Snowman. Then we go to the Easter Bunny. I'd want to be in the Air Force. Here why? No, I said I would want to oh, be in the Air, I don't Force, want to be Air Force, but I'm too tall to be a pilot. So that means I'm too tall. <laughs> that is correct. How about <laughs> that math? <laughs> sniper math, right there. Yeah, this podcast is deteriorating. <laughs> yes. I listen. I listen. You heard it here first. Me and Sean are not draft dodgers. Not draft dodgers. We're in. We're in, we're but we'd like to be in the back. We don't want to be in the front. We, know we want to be leaders. We'll be leaders. In the tent. In the tent, yes. And we Call send out, shots. and then they come back, and they tell us how they did. Ooh, that sounds tough. <laughs> that's, that's that's not sounds sounds like it wasn't excellent. Well, guys, you know, there's some chili in the crock pot. <laughs> yeah, we got you know, some... I'll get a nice hot meal in you and get recharge for tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> we got a doozy tomorrow. I got a pedicure at nine. <laughs> 
we got a we got a doozy <laughs> tomorrow coming in tomorrow. <laughs> Look at all those Russians. Wait till you see where you're going. Oh, wouldn't want to be you guys, but again, we got some chili. Positive thoughts. Positive thoughts. Yes. You know, want to manifest our destiny here. Yes, yes manifest. It's gonna be outnumbered like thirty to one. It's gonna be terrible. I hope there's no Ukrainians listening to this. They're like, this is real, man. <laughs> Seriously, uh, we're not gonna touch on that. Uh, but great podcast, Sean. I want to. I really actually want to know if people from Ukraine are listening to this. I know people from Ukraine uh-huh. have definitely listened to my podcast. I can tell you right now. I'll tell you right now. I can bring it right up. I mean, they're not going to say. They're going to say. They're going to show you, like all time views, all time listens. That's fine. I can. I can. We can look. Let's see here. Okay. Okay. United States, Canada, Italy, Germany, <laughs> Australia, United Kingdom, Ireland, Singapore, Mexico, Afghanistan, Puerto Rico, Ecuador, New Zealand, Argentina, Netherlands, Israel, Denmark, Finland, Kuwait, Brazil, Costa Rica, Japan, Romania, Taiwan, France, Aust- Austria, Panama, Russia. Russia. You. Boo. 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 Someone's Boo. out there like, come on, man. <laughs> and Russian citizens seem to be good people. I thought they were of- muting the media. We're allowed in Russia? It's less than 1%, but let me click on it. St. <laughs> Petersburg. Oh, it's probably Moscow. That's where he's from. I doubt he's listening. <laughs> yes, I I also doubt he's listening. Uh, okay, so they're okay. not fully censored. <laughs> Boo! Okay, where's Russia? Vietnam, South Korea, Czech Republic, Morocco, Venezuela, Iraq, Dominican Republic, Greece, Aruba, Armenia, Spain, Norway, Chile, and Hong Kong. No Ukraine. No Ukraine. We're fighting for you, though, Ukraine. Come listen to our podcast. We're here for you. <laughs> Could you imagine somebody in the middle of the war right now? Listen to Sorry We're Closed. Listen to Sorry We're Like, there's shelling going on outside your door. And we and just booed like, Russia. Yeah, we did our part. Yeah. <laughs> Hide. Hide. <laughs> okay, we got to stop. We got to stop. stop. We got to stop. Great podcast, Sean. Phenomenal podcast. Well, <laughs> phenomenal podcast. <laughs> we got to cut some stuff. We will see you guys next time. Sorry, we're closed.